Love stories are some of my favorite stories. Blah. I love love. Blah, blah. Right, exactly. Blah, 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 but, blah, blah. but when it... Torpedo Aaron, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Captain's Pod, Stardate 8077.23.1. Welcome aboard the Starship's Enterprise, and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of how I get my breathing right. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, she's not allowed fish in her ready room, it's Ambassador Danae! No. No, No, I'm not. And he went to Vancouver, and all he got was this lousy podcast. It's Commodore Dicer. Oh, heidily host, Star Trek Arenos. Hello. How are we doing, everyone? I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm good. Are you nervous? Okay. Are you nervous because you want to enjoy what we're about to watch, and you're worried you won't? No, I'm so hot that I have little sweat marks in my t-shirt. I don't (laughs) want to be judged. Yeah, but you (laughs) have, like, the long hair that can cover it up. Yeah, I can kind of, like, I'll, like, strategically... You know, shift it yeah. around. Yeah. When yeah. I pit, I am just on display. It's just there. So I have to wear a black t-shirt. This is this is not my uniform. This is what I have to wear. Hmm. That's fun. That's fun for you guys. You don't, don't, you don't, you don't sweat? I don't, have pit, a I don't really pit much. No. I also don't grow armpit hair. So like, I don't know. There's just something wow. weird going on Wait, under you there. Don't, you, not a single one? Oh, no, 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 no. I do. It's just very fine. Like it's very small and fine, and yeah. You never mm-hmm. know how this show is going to start. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Body Hair Pitting Podcast, everyone. <laughs> I mean, I love it because I don't necessarily, you know, like body hair anyway. But yeah, I once knew a guy that paid to have all of the body hair on his body laser removed. Yeah. Okay. This week we're talking <laughs> about Strange New Worlds episode four, <laughs> Among the Locust Eaters. Before we get back Wait, into the Wait, what's the title of this episode? Among the Locust Eaters. Indeed. Now, for those of you uh, who do not realize, um, I, of course, knew that this is a reference to one of the, checks notes, um, one of the Greek Odyssey stories. So, Odysseus was a dude, and he, like, went on a ton of, like, explorations, and he, like, on the way back from Troy, met these people that ate a ton of fruit, forgot their shit, and were just like, you know what? Life's kind of cool. We're just gonna, like, laze about and forget about everything. So the idea is that this story is... The moral of the story, right? The moral of the story is life might be nice if you forget about things, but you don't live a very productive life. So do you think this is a false flag, or do you think the episode is going to somehow relate to this? I feel like I'm having trouble remembering uh, how... Uh, I would feel about this. Uh, that's nice, how I feel. Nice. So uh-huh. I didn't. I don't know. I don't understand the ref. I mean, I understand what you're saying. I didn't know the reference. Oh, for the record, neither did I. <laughs> but having been an avid weed smoker for a long time, I can say that you do get to a point in life where, like, forgetting things is really fun because then, like, there's mm-hmm. no responsibilities. But then it turns out like you really aren't maintaining friendships. Or it- <laughs> Or important bills that need to be paid, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes you forget important stuff. But if this is the crew of the Enterprise just having a great weed party, I will be I'll be here for that. I that also am here for it. Yeah. That'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah. Which was basically the naked now. Like everyone's just off their tits and enjoying enjoying life on the Enterprise. Uh I'm here for it. Well, let's do before we forget some predictions. Dicer, give us a big prediction for the episode. And an oddly specific one. Uh, the big prediction for the episode uh, is that there will be asteroids involved. Uh, and the oddly specific one 
is that uh, that Pike will cook again. Those are my mm. predictions. We're overdue. We're overdue some mm-hmm. pike cooking. Didn't they? Let's go for it. Kay. Let's see how close you can get to the truth. Okay, 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 okay. My general prediction is that this will be about memory loss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I mean, that would follow. And my oddly specific one is that we will see Spock in the captain's chair. Hmm. Good. I mean, that's been your prediction every week so far. So maybe this time it'll come true. Who knows? Well, there's our predictions. Let's head over to Den Forward before this entire thing falls apart. We will see you over there, three to beam out. Welcome to Turn Forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Together. Most important question first, what's your beverage of choice? All right, before we do that, guys, we tried. We tried to fake an intro. We, we tried terribly. We, yeah. we tried so... I We nearly pulled it off, but we, we couldn't do our usual intro to the show, watch the episode together, and then immediately review it. We had to watch the show a few hours ago because we're all recording in well, different places. Recording in different places to usual. So the predictions, my people, as you may have guessed, <laughs> were oddly right because they'd already seen the episode and somebody didn't get the memo to lie. So shouldn't affect our review. Really? Just wanted to keep you guys in the loop. Beverages of choice. Oh, well, you know, I just want to remind everyone we don't have to choose beverages. It's true. You know, so I'm no, going. No, this week you do. You don't because this I want to go with very safe oatmeal. You know, like mm. the, I want. I'm going with the mm-hmm. Uhura's safe oatmeal. That was yes. one of my biggest sins of the episode. Actually, what oatmeal? The oatmeal. We'll get to that How later. How do you sin oatmeal? Uh, he's going to do it. Oh, you sin you just wait. I'm do you it. just wait. He's going to sin some yeah. oatmeal. I'm going to sin the oats out of that meal. Dicer, what would you like from the? Um, I would like a glass of love potion number nine. Mmm. Mm, okay, and I'm. I think I'm going to replicate an oddly. Um, an oddly specifically appropriate gift from a friend that couldn't possibly have known how oddly specific that gift was going to be for my adventure. Mm-hmm. Today? Yes. Mm-hmm. Give us a synopsis. How do I every week. legitimately <laughs> every, every. not prepare for I, this You had the perfect week. opportunity this week uh-huh. to just be and like... And I had hours extra. No, no, no. You had the perfect yeah. opportunity just now to be like, oh, I, forgot. I, I knew it, I but knew I just, I, I totally <laughs> forgot. Um, in In this episode, Pike is finally back in In the episode in the episode (laughs) in the season and we revisit a planet that we saw in season one because we fucked up and left starfleet shit behind and now wait what was wait what what that wasn't season one was it no i I thought this was totally something we didn't know about was this something we knew about no it it isn't what it isn't something you know about unless you've watched unless i totally forgot ironically But wasn't there an episode where they had an away mission that went terribly wrong and they had to leave really fast? Well, yes, because it's Star well, yeah, Trek. You, but, but... Yeah, because it's Star Trek, yeah. <laughs> you just described 80% of the episodes. This no, ep- this isn't something, this isn't a planet that we've okay. seen in Strange New Worlds. Okay. That doesn't really change much about what happens. <laughs> no, <laughs> it, it doesn't at all, no. Okay, so the Enterprise has to go back to where they fucked up and unfucked the fuckery. How are they going to do that? I still don't understand it entirely myself. But what you need to know is that in this place, you forget things because of radiation that can be removed by removing an asteroid, which is fucking with their life somehow, but it's justified in the end. And isn't everything justified in order to see Spock in the captain's chair? Yes, it is. Fuck yeah. Also, 
Pike's in love, but he's forgotten he's going to die. And maybe she did too. <laughs> oh, I hadn't even thought of that. That's dark as shit. Like, um, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he should think twice about the, like, the deep, deep connections yes, that he's it making. Should be like, it should be like the end of Arrival, you know? Like, there should be some yeah. real, you know, wrestling going on. Uh huh. Yeah. Bit of a heads up. Anyway. Um, yeah, great synopsis. That's basically Thanks. it. I'm gonna go yeah. first. I fucking love this episode. Yes, <laughs> this is Star Trek. This is such a this is such a Star Trek episode. I love the pants off of it. I'll I'll say I'll I will pass all of the hand wavy sciencey. What's it? I'll even take the love stuff because because we had so much Star Trek in this episode. Um, yeah, I had a really great time. I think perhaps if we'd have had a different opening to the series, I might be lukewarm. But compared to the first three episodes, <laughs> I'm like, yes! Give me 30 of these! Give me 30 of these run-of-the-mill, fairly inconsequential episodes um, that just do Star Trek for me. Um, yeah, loved it. Uh, Commodore Dicer, what were your thoughts? Immediate <sighs> thoughts and feelings. Dear listener, believe me when I say, uh, when I saw a screen that had a planet on it, and it said Rigel 7, <laughs> the joy within my heart <laughs> that, that, that continued the, into the episode to go, oh, we're back. We're doing the thing that I enjoy. I just saw two ships in space. And I was like, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Captain's log, we're on a mission in space. Um, Let's can- go. Contextually, Ian is right. Contextually, uh, there's an extra level of joy and thankfulness for uh, even just the structure of this episode based on what they've done the first three episodes and just how that didn't match up with what I enjoyed about the show and what I uh, have expected and wanted from the show. But this episode does, and uh, I had a really good time with it. This is a good episode of Strange Nice. Amazing. Uh, Danae, go for it. I also enjoyed it, so that's exciting. Um, it was, it was really nice to see Anson Mount again, because I kind of, we, so, you know, we watched all of season one and then we had this break and now we're back into season two. And then we really kind of miss him a bit in the first and the second episode. We get to see him, you know, try to rally a lawyer and give an epic speech, but I kind of miss the context of his character and how he even just talks about his yeah. thoughts and, and life and how he just, just sort of moves around. Because he just sort of slid in and was like, I'm going to go find a lawyer. And then it's, you got to go defend my friend. And then he kind of took a back seat for the rest of the lawyer episode. So this was him being in leadership and guiding the crew and making decisions and doing epic speeches and having this like conflict of his character where he was about to murder somebody. And mm, so there's that. just a, he actually has to wrestle with that. He had a lot to do in this episode. And it was just it was nice to be reminded why I liked this character so much. And I've just I realized I missed him in particular quite a bit. And so I'm nervous because the first two episodes showed that this season is kind of willing to put that on the back burner really strongly, like right out of the gate, not make him kind of that front runner character that uh, I really came to enjoy in season one. So I was really happy to see him and have him back. And of course, we got to pretty much see the entire crew in this episode doing their their things. Yeah, everyone got some room to breathe. Like you you said last week, Aaron, like watching characters interact with their shit through an adventure rather than putting that story piece about the character first and letting the episode just kind of fly around where it is. That's what we had this week. Everyone's dealing with their own shit through this adventure. And it just shows everyone in their positions kind of doing 
what they do best. And I got way more insight into everybody than 50 minutes with Lan last week. Like, I just think this yeah. is this is how I love Star Trek doing its character development. I, I learned yeah. so much about this crew through them forgetting everything than I did through them face on dealing with their trauma. I think another thing that I would point out about this episode that I didn't mention in, in my quick panicky synopsis is that like Ortegas gets to take another kind of central mm. moment on the screen in this episode. And obviously she became kind of a fan favorite. Um, but this episode lets her breathe a little bit even more. She almost gets to go on an away mission and then she doesn't get to go on the away mission. And then she gets to have that kind of moment where she has to gather herself and remember who she is and then go back to the helm to save the day kind of a vibe. Yeah. And I I think it worked for me. And it was an example of how you can still give character uh, traits in like moments where a character can kind of shine and it not take up an entire episode uh, where there's still important stuff happening down on the planet. And they did a good job, I thought, too, of explaining the planet dynamic as well in the time that we had, which was uh, it's always like a little tricky for me. Like you can spend too much, you can spend too little. But the person and I don't know the the character's name or the actor's name, but it was like the older gentleman that was sort of the voice of the of the yeah, forgetful people. I think his people. name was Luke. Yeah, that it sounds right. Luke or something like that. Yeah, um, he was a really interesting character for me because I know this guy. This is like the hippie guy that I've known for a really long time. He's like, man, <laughs> yeah. just like go with it, man. You know, <laughs> he had just let that. Go your problems, it's fine. And yeah, and Luke with a Q. Read Bernie. I think that it also does the thing that we talk about, too, which is where Star Trek kind of hits on a theme that's really important to consider, which is choosing to forget your problems or facing the burden of remembering them, even mm. if it's painful. And I really liked how they went about it. And oh I thought it was goodness. also yeah. cool to see the idea that one of Starfleet was left behind and they made themselves the king of a planet. That was just kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, I kind of loved that. Yeah. But, well, you've left me behind. What do I do? <laughs> I I'm guess I'm king, king now. <laughs> okay, I guess I'm king. Yeah, I you literally laughed out loud. I think he had this one line. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it quickly or not, but um, he had this one like line where he described his new name. <laughs> he said... It's High Lord Zacharias. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's like, you guys left me behind. I'm king. There's really no going back for me now. Pike, like, yeah, Pike's like, Zach, get your fair. shit together. And he's like, it's High Lord to you. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is cool. Amazing. Like, he's lost it. So I, and, and how that kind of wrapped around at the end um, was, was valuable too. And it was kind of like a, how are they going to solve this problem moment? And those are really fun when you're like, oh, I don't know who, are, are they going to, find the solution at the castle and then save the crew or is the crew going to save them down below but it kind of turns mm -hmm. out it all happened to work out at the same time i loved that little twist that the enterprise is actually in worse state than the people on the planet because you think they're going to come to the rescue but they're in even more trouble um so yeah the big big themes obviously in the episode are forgetting um forgetting trauma instead of dealing with it and once you've forgotten it you kind of live in this happy bubble of, yeah, I don't want to remember. And then is it better to forget? Is it better to remember? Um, and is it just kind of whatever you're doing in the moment that actually ends up being the thing that you want to do? So like Luke doesn't want to remember until he remembers and then he's grateful. So Aaron, you're the resident theme person. Did, mm -hmm. did the themes hit you well? Were they executed to your liking? How did they Oh, totally. No, you? the the idea of you know, the, the human 
ability to forget things for our own narrative purposes uh, is really interesting and to really wrestle with humans about the importance of remembering, you know, the the importance of uh, being willing to experience the remembering of trauma and those kind of things as a way to grow, evolve, and um, and heal. Uh, I just th- I think all that stuff is really, really important. The fact that they packaged it mostly in a uh, a fairly shallow love breakup story was a little annoying to me, which we can talk about later, but I but I like what the, the overall point is, um, even as they're making it within that uh, that plot line or that story. So, yeah, I think that's great. I also think there's a secondary theme that the B plot is trying to go through with Ortegas, uh, you know, about the idea of part of remembering is about, you know, understanding purpose and the idea of, oh, this is who I am. This is what I do. Um, and, you know, reminding ourselves uh, the purpose we serve for those around us for uh, you know, the greater good or whatever it might be is, is valuable as well. So both of those things kind of play into it while being different elements of it. So yeah, no, I thought it worked really well. I thought it was interesting too, because there was this theme of like emotion, uh, um, the Luke character said emotions, emotions can guide us where memories can't. So, and then I think about a character in this universe, like Spock, who their entire alien design is that they are not emotional. And in the previews of this episode, they kind of like previously on, and then they kind of go through episode two, episode one. And then we see Spock getting emotional, and we see yeah, Chapel. Yeah, I thought that would play into this episode, but but it does in a strange way where I think the show is saying like emotionally, you have Spock who is trying to figure out what emotions mean for him, being a half human, and the idea that like emotions can give you something, and I think even Chapel says that in the previously on section, something about like emotions are powerful or something like this but they the character luke who's kind of speaking on behalf of the forgetting kind of ritual that they go through or that they have been subjected to is you know emotions guiding you where memories can't and as somebody who you know i used to be a practicing massage therapist i've had you know clients on the table who uh, i'm working on and they're in a very safe space and the art of healthy and you know uh, of healthy touch and sacred touch can awaken memories in your body that you forget. And I've had many clients just start weeping on the table. And as memories come back of any number of things that could have happened to them, like an accident uh, or emotional trauma, physical trauma, that they've compartmentalized to protect themselves. So it was really interesting because there's sometimes you'll feel an emotion and we're, you know, like for me, I really resonated with this. I like to shut my emotions off and try to go robot. And I also like to forget things. It's And I, I live in my moment. So there's a lot of this episode that I was like, ooh, I really think that there's some things here I'm supposed to think about. But rather than feel the pain of what this episode is telling me, I think I'm going to quickly forget this episode. <laughs> and, <laughs> Perfect little and go deal experience. with a frozen fish eventually. Yeah, um, that's understandable. So, so yeah, there's a lot going on there. But I do think that there is like just stuff that it's unpacking on a personal level, on a theme level. But then they're also really trying to do some character work with Spock, I think. I was kind of expecting like Spock to just go rogue. So that when he forgets everything and he forgets his barriers... All that's left are his emotions, and he just starts tearing people apart on the oh ship. God. I was kind of expecting that to be the B plot, but he kind of just becomes a bit vacant and just like, yeah. I actually have nothing to draw on here. All I have is he did. my logic and my memories, and I'm just going to have to default to letting Ortegas 
run this because she kind of knows what she's doing. Yeah, he really, to me, I mean, that's how I interpreted it too. When I saw the Spock character sort of in the fully formed moment of forgetfulness and it's like this memory wipe, I did sort of see him almost like a child, just sort of like, I don't know what to do next sort of a thing. Yeah. And I also thought it was weird because he had that tablet and maybe this is a sin, I don't know, but he says, I can't read it. Oh, I have that as a sin. I, I literally have that, in my notes. They forgot how to read. Well, but, like what is yeah, going on? But then the guy. It's gotta but be. Luke's, no, I think I know what that is. Luke said that you don't forget certain things, like breathing and walking and 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 stuff. And then he can kind of read the symbols, you know, in his life. So they can read and oh, they no. do know who they are. But then that moment, I was kind of confused. It's a complete. It's a, if if there is one major major convenience sin of the the episode it it is the convenience of what is forgotten and what is remembered like the, yeah. the episode just uses that to do whatever it needs to yeah, do yeah you definitely have to kind of so, put that aside to watch this episode yeah. and enjoy it because otherwise it gets way too like you could have like a little oh i remember how i remember how to to fight well but not how to doctor people like you know like why that's the it's physical memory it's the same thing like it's a physical thing you've done over and over and over again. Like Well, and Chapel said I could remember to do certain things but not like complex surgeries. Right. So they tried yeah. to they tried to kind of address it within the show. But I didn't know if that was a character thing for Spock. Like that maybe there's something where he cuz he did he turned into this blink character that really couldn't do mm. much more than support Ortegas, which I think was also the show's attempt to solve the tension between those two characters that's sort of been building a bit. So mm. I thought that was interesting, too. It's not that I, I didn't mind it. I was just kind of, like, confused uh, about that part. Well, we'll do a deep dive on that as we get to the sins, because I have thoughts. I have thoughts, and I have possibly some defenses. Um, but in in terms of the themes, like, I get what you're saying, Aaron, with Pike's... A little bit disappointing that it's based around Pike and his love interest Oh, thing I have lots going I have specific on, things but... to say about that when we talk about sins, but yes. Okay. Because it obviously starts at the beginning of the episode, and then that's the thing that he's focusing on. But for me, I I love the work that happened with Luke and his trauma, and I like I loved when he was like, I have these tattoos that are on this side of my arm that I've blocked out, so they tattoo themselves to remember really really important things, and then those things are carried down to their children. But he's blotted out at some point a tattoo on his on his arm, and he's mm -hmm. like. I don't have kids. I'm assuming it's something to do with my family. I'm good. I'm not even going to try to remember. And I loved that as a as the, a choice of instead of searching for that memory, he's like, this is really painful. I'm glad I don't remember. The second of two very specific Christopher Nolan references, uh, the uh, the tattooing to remember. Oh, memento. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but yes. Yeah. It was interesting. No, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And um, I... I don't know. I don't know if it's a theme you guys picked up on, but I really liked the keeping the workforce and the masses stupid so that they're happy in their work. Like it, they're all happy, just like we have this satisfying work where we chop wood and we, we pull apart stones, and that's all we remember. And the narrative is that the people in the the castle, the royals, they do the hard work. They have the burden of intelligence. And of worrying about things and the little people just have to do their work and they're the lucky ones because they're the ones that don't have to worry about the big things like i love that little pocket analysis of society mm -hmm. that was stuck yeah, into good. this episode as well if anything i would love more on that because we do shift gears back into into kind of anson man and uh, captain pike and what he's remembering but yeah i i love when star trek does that commentary i'm like yes let's go stick it to the man 
Now you see the violence inherent in the system. Exactly. Um, so we opened the episode with Pike and Captain Patel. How did that opening scene hit you guys, uh, Danae? Mm-hmm. So we kind of have some more eating. We have them reconnecting. And then he, she she gets rejected by her boss and her lover at the same time. <laughs> Is he her boss? I thought we decided she no, he was not her boss. Oh, he no, didn't, no, no, no. The Admiral she didn't get rejected. her. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of cliches at play here of, you know, I'm going to solve this problem by breaking up with you so that you don't have this problem and ignoring that this is what you need. But then the episode ends up addressing itself very quickly with um, Una, right? Yeah, yeah Una, Una coming yeah. in and just being like, why are you torpedoing again? And I love that phrase and I kind of want to use it. I usually say I love like, it when Star Trek does this. Jettison. I'll like, or I'll rocket memories, but now I'm going to just specifically say I'm going to torpedo it. I'm going to torpedo those memories. So yeah. he kind of gets called out on that pretty quickly and has to sort of think about like his personal motivations. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't talk about his impending death. Like, I don't, I guess he hasn't told her. We're going to get shot for complaining that they aren't bringing up <laughs> the thing that we're happy they're not bringing up I just anymore. feel like in but this it. instance it yeah. would be kind of an important thing to share but maybe yeah. it's okay we're we're in a we're in a future where so much weird alien shit happens all the time you would think that part of being in a relationship might sometimes include i have seen the future i die a terrible death we have about 7 months of just great sex are you in you know like just like have a conversation but it's kind yeah. of like they're building that i think that Sometimes I feel like writers or storytellers feel this intense need to deliver specific archetypal themes for the audience yeah, we have to, to have love. grab onto. Have to yeah. Have it. And love is one of them. We we kind of felt that watching Picard and seeing that they thought that Picard needed to become a father to complete that character. And I just I don't agree. I think that, you know, Anson Mount's character for me is this powerful, like captain but maybe he does need to have a relationship and love to be happy and we're watching the writers in the show sort of show us what that looks like i just thought that this character was going to be someone that he knew in starfleet and had like kind of a fun style relationship with that and was the sort show of has never told us differently until now by the way yeah. one of my biggest yeah, complaints no, no, and, yeah so now they're like oh we want this person to kind of mean more um because we're seeing more of of that character <laughs> so i do i mind it i mean I'm just not a love story person, but maybe this really resonates for somebody else. It, I didn't necessarily, you know, need it, but I also like watching them cook and do normal human things. And yeah, that's you know, he's like fun. making his mom's recipe and they have this kind of relationship of two captains and she's just as powerful. And that's always fun to kind of watch. So I, I like their dynamic and I really like the actor playing this, you know, woman because she's She's got wrinkles in her face. She's got smile lines, so you can tell she's, mm -hmm. you know, been on the planet for a little longer than some of, like, Melanie the... Scrafano. I really yeah, like... she's great. I like how she emotes, and, and she's really fascinating to watch. So I don't I don't mind it, but I'm with, you know, Aaron and, and wondering if the bookend of love is something that we needed, but at the same time, as long as I don't spend too much time on it going forward, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I get it in relation to this episode. They're clearly setting it up as part of Pike's journey for this episode, but it felt a it, the 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 reason it's kind of like the bottom of the episode for me is because it is it is the cliche thing of I love you, but I'm no good for you, so I'm gonna push you away. And then the best friend comes in and says, "You always do this. This is why you can't be loved because you don't let people in." And it is just like a 
it's Parent a cliche. Trope we've yeah. done, and it's a cliche. It's not one that I think I need from Captain Pike. It makes sense with Picard. It's kind of that's embedded in his character, but Pike doesn't strike me that way. Like I said, if anything, it's the I'm going to be dead in seven years. It's not dead. I'm going to be. I'm going to be a different person in seven years, and you have a right to know that, perhaps. Um, so yeah, weakest bit of the episode for me, but I get it as a setup for for what's going on. Um, Aaron, without diving deeply into the sins, what what hit you with that part of the show? I didn't like it. I didn't. I I didn't understand it. I was confused by it, um, as Danae said. And I think if you go back and and listen to even some of our thoughts on the pilot, like uh, we very specifically talk about how much we enjoy the casualness of that relationship. The idea yeah. that that they mean something to each other, but like he's going off to do his thing. She's going off to do her thing. And then all of a sudden at the beginning of this episode, it wants to be painted as like deep, more deeper than that and deep enough that we feel the conflict. That's what it is. The, the, the show just, the episode wants yeah. us to feel the conflict between them. And that's hard to do when they're, you know, continuing to be mature adults to each other, which was something I really enjoyed <laughs> yeah, the rest right? of their relationship. So I, I wondered <laughs> if this was a setup because we need Pike to be a bit more Kirk. So we need Pike to be gallivanting across the galaxy, being a little bit more flirty and playing with the other species and stuff, and having um, having uh, Captain Batan back somewhere would seem like he's cheating on her, but I never picked up on that. I was like, yeah, they just... They well, it also doesn't have to be... Paths. It also hasn't... It doesn't have to be cheating either. You know what I mean? Like, they, yeah, right. they, yeah I'm just saying like... Just, that, that's what the relationship is. Right. So, like, it's... And unlike uh, what Danae said, I I do love love stories. Like love stories are some of my favorite stories. I love blah, love. Blah blah. Right, exactly. Blah, 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 but, blah, blah. but when it torpedo Aaron right now, <laughs> <laughs> just hit a button and he launches out of the room. But this couple has never been that type of love story until the show needed it to be this episode, and it just felt forced yeah. to me, inconvenient. So yeah, I get it. It's definitely in service of the story rather than the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Let's address the confusion at the beginning of the episode. Rigel 7 is a place that we know in Star Trek. It's one of these unfortunate catch-all planets that whenever there's an aside, like, oh yeah, remember that mission we had on Huxa Flopatus 4? It's always Rigel something. Mm-hmm. It's Rigel then a number. Yeah. So like, we've had adventures on Rigel 5, Rigel 6, Rigel 7. In Picard season three, Riker mentions um, Rigel seven and something that happens there. But the only time the the main time where it's kind of factored into Pike's story is in the very, very, very first episode of Star Trek ever, The Cage, which I had to remember this is set three years before this episode. Mm-hmm. So at the very beginning of that episode, Captain Pike is talking about the mission where these three crew members died. So he's talking to the doctor on the ship, which isn't Mbenga, it's somebody else. But he's talking about how he fucked up the mission to Rigel 7 and how the crew members that died on that planet, it was his fault. He should have known. It should have been a giveaway that there was something going on there. Um, And that episode is a lot of him dealing with the trauma of should I even be captain anymore? Am I worthy of being captain when it was my decisions that caused these people to die? So it's kind of cool that this episode is picking up on that a few years later and giving Pike a bit of closure to an arc. And I think they did enough exposition to explain what this was. This is a previous mission that the Enterprise went on, but also being a callback to 
fans of the original series, they're like, oh, I know that. I know that mission. So this is the way. If you're going to do references and you're going to do callbacks, for me, this is a really cool way to do it because it totally bookends agree. that story. I really, really love that. Did you remember any of that, Aaron? Or- no, I didn't. And I should have because we send that episode. Um, mm. I, Rigel 7 felt strong in my memory like that i yeah. knew that planet name um but it may just also be the rigel thing you're talking about because it, it does seem like that's mentioned a lot but um Comes up multiple times no that's beautiful that's that's that is exactly the way you handle quote-unquote fan service it's something that doesn't feel distracting or obvious to somebody who doesn't know it but if you do know it it informs the story in a really beautiful way and that's mm-hmm. you know i think that's the case here so. and he mentions this person by name as well in the cage so it's really fun to see this person whose story started mm-hmm. nearly 60 years ago get picked up now and completed yep. in a completely bonkers way as well. So yeah, I really like that. Um, I think I can guess the answer to this, but Danae, did that? Did the fact that it was referencing something else um, matter to you? Did you even realize it was... Did, did it give like a wink and a nod at all? Or did it just feel like an expositional setup to follow up the story? Follow well. up a... As adventure. you know, I thought it was reference to its own show, so I <laughs> didn't know. Um, and I, I'll always have this happening with Star Trek, so I've kind of just gotten used to it. It doesn't bother me at all because I think the story stands alone. You know, I think it, it did what it wanted to do yeah. within itself, even mm-hmm. if you didn't. There are some episodes I think are stronger reference, like they lean more into reference that sort of get a little bit frustrating mm-hmm. because I feel like I'm missing out. But rarely does it overpower my ability to use my intellectual reasoning abilities to kind of like yeah but i didn't it it didn't really do anything that specific detail didn't really mean much oh that's good that means it's not distracting like aaron said it it still is something that's where i i i felt rewarded by my encyclopedic knowledge but also not like oh this sucks for people that aren't in on the joke like that's a tough balance to get and i think this episode did that really well um, cool. Well, let's go through a few more specific positives. Dicer, give us something you loved about the episode. Hmm. Unless there's any other big themes we haven't crossed over yet that you want to talk about. No, you t- you talked about most of them, and that in in a lot of that was you know um, what I loved uh, about the episode. So you guys can start, and then I'm sure I'll think of something else specific by my the next, time it gets to, back to me. My kind of next big chunk is just to kind of like reflect on if there's anything inside of it is that we have the away team that goes to this planet where essentially there is a uh, meteor that came and crashed many, many moons ago and it's emitting some a radiation that impacts memory. And that's why anybody who is outside of this specific building that is built with a material that blocks the radiation forgets. So the people in the castle remember, the people out of the castle forget and so mm-hmm. the idea is, and then and then it's kind of like figuring out what this mystery is. So, you know, by the end of the episode, we have all this information and then Starfleet decides or Pike decides that he's not breaking any rules by removing this meteor and giving everyone back their memories, even though there is now an entire society. Absolute bullshit. Absolute bullshit. That really What's likes to things? forget some stuff. So... <laughs> Kind of weird that he's like, you know what? I am now your god, and I'm going to make your decisions <laughs> for you. But whatever. The single biggest prime directive violation ever. Crazy. But but the idea is that there's this kind of like this space, and so while we're in this section of the story, we have Mbenga, we have Pike, and we have Laan all f- forgetting and then remembering parts of their personality, breaking free, realizing that they're not part of this planet like they think that they could be because they don't have tattoos. And so they think they're part of the castle. 
Um, then the local person's sort of like trying to coach them into their recent forgetting situation, Luke. Um, then they go into this castle and then there's the guards that have Starfleet weaponry. Uh, and they and Pike is the one trying to basically go storm the castle to retrieve the memories only to realize that there is no retrieving memories. It's just everyone would have to live in the castle and that's just not possible. And this kind of final confrontation with the Starfleet officer who has made himself king of this planet at this point. So that's like the big beefy mill part of this episode. That's like everything that's happening on this away mission. So you've got like what's happening in the ship with their conflict of being affected by this radiation. And then you've got the stuff on the planet. I guess my question is just in general, in that sort of like world, what worked for me, what worked for you guys? And I know we get to sins and stuff, but sometimes what didn't work isn't necessarily a sin. But, you know, like what what worked for me and what didn't work for me. I I kind of liked the idea of somebody having to find their core personality traits and to see the characters sort of struggle with like who they really are. Like Lon is a fighter. She is that person. And this show is asking us to believe that our doctor is both. Like he is a fighter and he's also a doctor. So there's like this character who's kind of finding who he is. And then Pike also a fighter as well. So, you know, very convenient. But they knew they were going to hostile territory, so they're sending the, you know, the fighter guys. So they're, like, finding that fighter kind of person. Um, and that was really kind of an interesting thing to me. It was also really interesting for Pike to essentially show that he's, like, murder-capable, <laughs> you know, because he was... That was one of, like, my favorite moments yeah. was when he is kind of just his base human and he has the gun over um, Zack and... Obviously, super convenient that his memory's kicking right at that second, but he's then got to like wrestle with. So, is this me? Like, and I love the point that they make that the Zach says it. The this place will make you forget who you are, and Pike's like, no, it it actually just strips away everything other than who you are. Like, you're left with your most base self once all of these other things have been stripped away, and that was just like an interesting angle to come at it for me. Um, I don't buy that. Pike is a cold-blooded murderer, but I think the point he was getting at was that I will kill you for my crew. Like, there is probably no end to what I will do to protect my people and my crew, rather than, oh, I'm a cold-blooded murderer, but the, <laughs> which is a possible take. But he had kind of forgotten that they were his crew, but then they had that, like, the knowing. He, he had just knew knowing. they were important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And still, so he doesn't know what crew means. He doesn't know that he is leader, but he has that, that still has those qualities, so... I liked I liked that, and I also liked seeing a new planet. You know, it's always fun to kind of go, oh, look at you, props department. Look at this sort of interesting space where we have a medieval castle, and we've got like a snowy scape, and then we've got these huts with this, you know, piece of totem wood that has carvings in it and this society. And I thought they did a really good world building in this episode, and that was Great kind of fun building. to see. Yeah, really good. Like, even this little thing like, oh, you're wearing green, so you're a wood chopper, and you're in blue, so you're in the quarry. We don't have to go much deeper than that. Like you said, Ian, you wanted to because it's kind of cool. Yeah. Imagine us D&D &D lovers wanting to go deeper into World War. <laughs> <laughs> what a surprise. So it was, but that was interesting. And then for Pike to go, but I have no calluses on my hands. And so that was sort of mm. fun. That was sort of like a fun thing of. Using, people using their brains? My goodness. Yeah. Like, like, they're in the puzzle and they're trying to figure out this puzzle. But we don't have a lot of information either. We have little clues mm. like Spock finding some stuff in the atmosphere. But like, how did they remember that calluses are from hard work? 
Aaron. Because I'm Aaron, just Aaron, saying. Aaron, I'm just, just remember, saying. You can't do it. Uh, before it all falls apart, man. <laughs> how, did you, how did you feel about Pike's, um, yeah, that chunk of the episode and all of all of that business, the body of it? Well, uh, as I was thinking about other things specifically that I want to mention that I liked, and I uh, took both of them. So uh, one, one would be the one would be <laughs> the, the love on it. No, well, one would be the beauty of the planet. I thought I really thought the the planet was uh, really beautiful, and the other is the world building. I thought the idea of this society and kind of how it works. And yes, there's sinful things about it that we'll talk about, but I thought it, it, uh, it really worked well. Um, I think just, just overall, I cannot state enough how much I love when the show goes in the direction of hanging out with the people I love to hang out with, just doing stuff Mm -hmm. And like, there's, there's two, I think there are two reasons you look forward to televised entertainment or, or serial entertainment where you have like episodic entertainment. And one of them is that it's that you just love hanging out with these people. I don't care what they're doing. I just want to go see what they're doing and be in the room with them. Mm. Like, because I like hanging out with them. That's this show for me. The other thing that's developed even more over time, especially since like Lost and shows like that is this idea of oh, what's it all mean? Like, what's the overall... And X-Files actually did yeah. this even before Lost. Like, what's the overall thing <laughs> going on here? did it before X-Files. Of course, of course. I'm not even saying it's new. I'm just saying, no, like... PBS Kids did it... For, <laughs> wait, hold on. Fuck you. No, it didn't. The Bible did it before... Anyways, so there's... <laughs> there's Greek Odysseys did it before the Bible. That's right. That's right. Literally, this episode is based on the Odyssey. Uh, yeah. So there's there's this idea of, oh, but what is what is it all? mean and we've gone so far towards that that the Mm. frustration you hear when this series does that stuff where it's like oh what's it all about what's the overall like it's because i get enough of that elsewhere i just like hanging out with these people and i want to go on adventures with them and this was one of those episodes so i really really enjoyed it. yeah and but they still went into a little bit of a deeper theme but they didn't sink too far into it like pike making a decision but it wasn't about solving a big mystery it wasn't like oh that's what was not not a no, big like mystery the of the show. Oh, like, like, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yeah. It was an episodic mystery. Correct, not yes. That's a, the adventure they you, were I got on. You. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would like increase this entire episode by, I know we don't do letter grades or whatever, by a full letter grade if it didn't have the previously on <laughs> on the front of it. I don't, I know we talk about it a lot, but I needed nothing of that. But the fact that you put it on there primes me. And it's like, I know you're trying to tell a story that you want me to remember things about. It's not doing the thing you think it's doing. Well, Just I let don't this know. episode I kinda, be its thing. I don't know that I agree with you. I, I mean, I do most of the time. This time, the previously ons were really interesting because it was a character themed instead of a don't forget that this like, I, I know it's a fine line. But for example, yeah. Mbenga being able to beat people up, it directly relates to him being chosen for this mission. And I feel like a lot of times the previously on is like, we're going to show you this previously on moment because... Some it, like something's gonna happen in this episode that's related to that that mm. story. So it's more of like a story arc connection than Whereas it is a character trait connection. It was like yeah. a little bit more context to the personality. And I I but I'm I'm still with you. I agree that previously ons aren't needed for the intellectual viewer who has already watched the other episodes. But it was an interesting one for me because I was like, oh, that previously on didn't do what I thought it usually does. But maybe I'm just you know dehydrated. I don't know. i'm I'm, I'm dehydrated um is there anything else in that chunk of the show because i also want to like really reference the stuff that was happening on the ship like i kind of want to shift into the ship as a a general kind of statement my next point was i actually loved the anxiety on the ship i thought that was done really well where you've just got people 
rocking backwards and forwards. Putting us in Ortega's shoes for a good chunk of it was really smart as well because she's like, what, what's your base instinct when you forget everything? And it's go home. And she tries to get home. I love And accidentally that. her way into what her purpose is and how to get back to the bridge. We had like a little pocket arc adventure in 10 minutes with Ortega's mm-hmm. and I, I really enjoyed that. I thought that went really What I liked about that adventure was we talked about world building for the planet. It was a little bit world building for the starship too. Because yeah. Ortegas has a conversation with the computer. And we normally mm-hmm. don't get to have conversations with the computer. Usually that's they're yeah. having conversations with each other. But here Ortegas is leaning on this mysterious voice from above to get back to her quarters. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, hey, God, this can is you tell super me what's going on? Yeah. And then we also got to see like, She's like, I don't know where that is. And she's like, follow the lit path. And so we get to kind of see even the set do something a little bit more um, specific to what would actually be happening on a starship, which I thought was really interesting. And yeah, with the moment when the starship gets to, you know, be hit by rocks and she's just like, can you please make this stop? And she's doing what anyone would do is talk to the voice that she's hearing to tell it to stop. And then, ha- and then has this revelation about who she is through the computer confirming her identity, which I thought was really clever. Yeah, no, it worked for me. I liked it. I mean, if if you come from a faith background, it is impossible not to see the metaphor oh, and correlation to the yeah. idea of an omniscient God who gives you pur- who shows you your purpose, so that you can, you know, like. I'm sorry. Did you just say that it's, it's impossible to not see that be- and have a faith background? Because I have a faith background and I oh, didn't wow. see that. Well, I thought you were just talking about that. I don't have a faith background, and I saw it. God, what does this all mean? That that is an un- <laughs> that is an uh, unfortunate uh, hyperbolic way to say that. But no, if <laughs> if you come from a faith background background. You you hear in Ortegas's questions prayers. You just you hear no, this. No, you don't. This, I didn't. I well, kind of did, like pleading, what? not not necessarily oh prayers, God. but just pleading to a higher power, whether I'm that's like your father no. or <laughs> anything. Yeah, this idea of like, uh, you know. I need safety. Give me yeah. safety. This idea of make the pain stop. Just make the pain stop. You know, who it am I? It doesn't have to be like, like a faith-based thing. Because no, not at all. In our heads, even in, as kids said, please help me get through this exam. Please help me get through this exam that I didn't um, study for. Right, right. And yes. whatever being we're saying that to, Correct. whether we're just saying it yes, to the exactly. universe. Yeah. It's, it's really a sign of our own, um, you know... Uh, non-omnipotence there's a word for that nomtitence yeah. no. <laughs> i was gonna say potence but <laughs> our own potency our, lack of pot- our non-potence yeah. our non-potence our impotency there we go there we go yeah yeah the answers are out there somewhere please let me pull them from the universe right yes exactly i i yeah i don't have all the answers and i think we're all aware of that and so then we seek them other places so, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I thought it was a really clever way to do it. I really yeah, enjoyed it. I thought it. everything um, kind of happening on the ship, not even just this end part we're talking about, but, you know, even the, like, when um, Uhura first has her symptoms mm. and then you see, you know, Chapel kind of manage that and start to see the scientific scans and sort of begin to understand scientifically they're trying to explain the memory <laughs> the memory loops that are happening the the mm. loopholes and such that we're supposed to believe so it was fun to be in the ship and we weren't in the ship for too long and we weren't on the planet for too long it was a nicely balanced show and i think it's a tighter episode because we're split between these two locations and split between these people it forces you to be more economical with who's saying what where when and why and how important it is like it felt really tight and 
I felt like this went by in 20 minutes, whereas last yeah. week felt like three and a half hours. And it also um, had a couple laughs for me, too. Uh, one in particular was between, it was on the ship when Ortegas thinks that she's going to be going on the away mission and she gets all dressed up and she walks on the hallway and Spock is like, hey, we got a situation. And he, like, how did he say it? Hold on a second. I'm going to find it because it was so funny. Basically, mm. It would be illogical to blame me, I think is what he says. Yeah, I didn't create the asteroids. It would be illogical because he's a few steps ahead. Just like, don't give me that look, Ortegas. I didn't make the asteroids. Ortegas is like, just shut the fuck up. He said, I am not responsible for this data. It would be illogical to blame me. And I was like, that's so great. I love that. Yeah. And that made me it's laugh. Like he knows he knows that he's getting blamed for this. He knows it's a human thing to do. It's like, I'm going to teach you to not be human for a second. And then she kind of um, quips back, yeah, I know, man, but you got to learn your pacing. And he's like, I'm working on it. I'm kind of feeling bad for Spock. Like, maybe they're leaning always. too heavy into the Vulcans a little bit out of his element. But I'm also used to powerful Vulcan, not like maybe new to Starfleet Vulcan. And I don't know if that's something that's happening in this time. I like unapologetic Spock. Yeah. Because in the original series, it would piss me off when McCoy and Kirk would be like, Damn it, Spock, where's your humanity? And I'm just like, bitch, please, I'm a Vulcan. I don't have humanity. And it would it would always annoy me. But it's one of the quintessential things about that relationship that that makes it so great as well. Um uh Dicer, give a, give us thoughts. I thought I saw something like cusping, cusping on like the edge of your esophagus. Nope, I'm just ready to talk about sins. Can one okay, of the first okay. sins that we talk about be that we didn't see? Wait, you? Hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just, I, when we get there, like, to remind me, like, nobody beamed anywhere this episode, and okay. I was just, that bummed me out. Okay. okay. Yeah, asteroids and shit. Um, I, I, the thing that really made me, like, God, that's all Star Trek has to do. Um, one last thing before we move into the sins. No episode would or should be complete without the Enterprise doing some cool shit with phasers. Oh my god, yes. Can we please talk about that? That was so fucking so, fun. Wasn't that so fun? So fucking fun. It was so, no, because Aaron doesn't remember it apparently. Had no clue. No clue. Well, we got to see really cool Ship stuff went in space. Pew pew. I don't know. What is, what's You're the deal? Dick. Why don't you like sci-fi? There was the cool, like, two... Bu- the They weren't nebulas. At the beginning of the episode, when like the both of the ships are kind of coming in and in the background, yeah, they were space. like nebulas or supernovas or but they something. Called it they something were specific yeah. that they were seeing uh, a binary system. It was a binary. There we system. go. I thought it was really, really beautiful. But we also got to see lasers blasting a part of an, an asteroid, and then she just like headbutts it. She called it threading the needle, but that doesn't seem quite right. No, no, she just punched the needle through that, that ball that of wool. That needs to be called something but different. It, it should be called the Ortegas maneuver because for the podcast listener, my arms are in the air and I'm it like, it should be called around. ripping in a new asteroid hole. That's what it <laughs> should yes, be. Yes, it should. Yes, it should. Yes. <laughs> yep. So, oh, oh, I'm going to, because Aaron, Aaron, you didn't see it. Oh, he's getting his ships. Oh, Get, no. I'm getting oh, my I ship. I remember what and happened. So, I just yeah, didn't think it was so, all that cool. It was so cool. The Enterprise <laughs> just like comes in, phasers are firing, and then spins so that the the two do the ships in Star Trek not make do a this? Like, how many times have it we was seen? It so cool. It right. would, but the ship right. it spun. The ship spun so that the phasers spun, and it carved a hole in the asteroid, and it then did. it punched through. Mm. And it, it did. Yeah. It was it so fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. The, o- the only thing that that okay. sin is uh, that scene is missing is if everybody had the gravitational stuff turned off and the, everyone in the ship is just like free falling around in circles. <laughs> as, Wee! Well, take us, what are you amazing. doing? No, it was a great visual. I loved it. Um, ignore Scrooge Mc, McDuff. Oh, I just didn't realize that was that, that was like a rare thing. 
Why don't you like fun? When does a starship um, use phasers to blow a hole through I'm an asteroid? I'm saying ships use bla- like blasters no, that, to blow through asteroids all the time. But it's spun, Aaron. It's spun. And the phasers... It? So is the Millennium Falcon. I don't understand. I'm so (laughs) confused. Don't get cocky, kid. (laughs) All right. Okay. Let's let's head over to the Sins Battle Stations, everyone. Warning. Warp core collapse in 10 seconds. This is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains and remind ourselves that no TV shows about sin, even our beloved Star Trek. Danae, what was I supposed to remind you to... Oh, I was, nobody beamed in this episode. Yeah, she was sad that nobody beamed anywhere. I really like beaming. I'm sad, always. I love that. The sound effect, the glowing. There is an awesome (gasps) 360 shot in the, because we've just, I think it's on, yeah, it's on the channel now. We've seen the first episode of Strange New Worlds. There's this great rotational shot around the transporter pads where they they beam away. That's fucking rad as balls. I love transporters. Aaron. Yeah. Oh, uh, give some, us your biggest sins. Well, sometimes the sins are questions because I could just be missing something. Um, hmm. I may have missed a line of dialogue or whatever. But was the castle conveniently constructed out of radiation material or purposefully constructed out of? Oh yeah, no, no, no. The asteroid hits the planet and formed a castle. No, that it just so happened that the castle was created out of iron or something like that that blocked the radiation. That's what I think. That's what I thought they were saying. How did they keep enough memories to build the castle? <laughs> well, I assume the castle existed before the asteroid hit. And it was just like a super convenient okay. thing that they... E- yeah, either way, that, yeah, that, that, that struck confusing. me as like, one of the convenient things in this episode. It was just like, oh, we have a convenient, you get your memory back place. Like you know? this, yeah. I thought that the stones that were developed from this planet were natural blockers to radiation. Like if everybody t- took the stones and they b- made a helmet out of it, maybe mm-hmm. they'd be okay. Mm-hmm. But because you're living completely surrounded in the castle, there's enough blocking it that you can retain your memory. That's how I thought that was. Mm-hmm. Perhaps that might be it. The castle, I guess, because the me- the asteroid destroyed half of the planet. So yeah, the, the crucial bit is did the castle predate the asteroids? Either way, it's very convenient. Well, it's very it's, handy it's that interesting at least to, to think about. Tesla and I didn't remember thing. the episode necessarily dealing with it in a specific way. So no, was I don't think so. No, fair enough. We were, we were definitely seeing that. Um, I, my first big scene was why were they in uniform for the original mission? Like, could they? Did they not know there was anyone? I thought they knew that there was it's not like a mistake he's going to make again. Maybe it's not a mistake you should have made in the first place. In the first place, <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, but I, I'm wondering if they got down there, saw like on the original mission, went down there, then realized it was inhabited, and then it was too late to run away. So I, I just feel like as a default, you don't go down in like your uniform with all of like the stuff that can influence people. Yeah, there, there should be there should be like a prime directive or something about non not interfering. Danae. Mm, can I just send that horrible, horrible sound that kept on... <laughs> no, because... Oh, I forgot to mention that. That was great. That did exactly what it was supposed to do. It Annoy was like, the shit out of me. It was funny because... painful. We were... I we, imagined you flinching. Well, we were watching it together, and there's one specific section where that ringing sound goes on for uh-huh. like 10 seconds, yeah. 15 seconds. And Danae is just getting more and more frustrated, and eventually she's like, Stop! 
Just stop. I was literally <laughs> screaming at the, like, and can I, you I, fucking not? Can we not? This <laughs> ringing in the ear sound. It, it's, it really bothers my so, ears already. So I turned to Danae and I go, Danae, the ringing stopped five seconds ago. <laughs> and I was you like, did. you dick. You dick. What ringing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing my memory. Yeah, that was, that was pretty it. funny. I knew that was going to be one of your sins, but I thought it was great. No, I kind of that, love it. It's doing what it's meant to that. it's doing yeah. what it's meant to do, but sound engineers have a responsibility. You can introduce that ear splitting sound in the beginning and then we fucking get it. We get it. It's bad. And then you can have it in, but like just turn the decibels down a bit. We don't this is an mm-hmm. episode that if you were to play it underwater, it would kill fish. Like it's just too <laughs> fucking much. Oh, you you would, know what I you mean? Would know. So it's just like like this horrible screeching sound. And once I hear it once, I don't need to hear it again. Maybe the audience wants to hear it two or three times. We don't need to hear it seven, ten, yeah, twelve mean, times. It was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. So that's all I got to say about no. that. Just turn it down a bit. We heard it the first time. Fuck. You could turn your TV down a bit. Shut, yeah, but I don't know when it's coming. I didn't know that it was going to be like just Fair. pervasive. It's just like, yeah. like we're soaking in audio issues. I don't like soaking in audio Wait, issues. That, I'm soaking in my the, own sweat. I don't need to soak in audio issues as well. Was that the other Nolan reference that we had? Just fucking <laughs> the audio? No, it was the totems, Ian. It was the totems. The totems. Totems help you remember. But at least there was no ambiguity with these totems. Yeah, right. Uh, Aaron, give us another one. Uh, I, I loved it when Una was like, Hmm, I noticed the Cayuga left in a bit of a rush, as if the leaving of a starship could indicate some sort of emotional state. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's yeah. like the show needs her to like notice that something's wrong, so she notices that the starship her pace was quick. <laughs> yes, that's the kind of thing of you know when you've seen the episode. <laughs> like, oh, did you read the script? Did you did you know really? Like it looked like it just left there at There are a million four, reasons a ship could right? leave five minutes early or ten minutes early or whatever. But that's the amazing. way she says it is like this knowing like i could tell by uh-huh. the attitude of that starship that mm-hmm. you guys are having trouble mm-hmm. the way that it pulled <laughs> yeah. out of the driveway and screeched its tires yeah. really <laughs> gave us the indication the <laughs> yeah that cracked me there up there was no need for her to fire all those torpedoes <laughs> um we just invented subdermal universal translators people my just because we have to explain how when they lose their memories they're still able to interact and talk with these people who don't speak english so he's like we're leaving everything behind we can, we'll be fine because we have subdermal universal translators. You just uninvented the com badge. You don't need it anymore. TNG doesn't need it. No one needs it. Like, you just inject that into your skin. Everybody can find you. They can beam you up. Mark thank the you for deleting. Yeah. You, thank you for deleting the need for com badges and a million episodes. Um, I'm going to send the beginning part when Pike and. and- uh huh. Exactly. Name. Exactly. That's Batel. how it works. Patel. Captain Patel. Patel. That's right. Come I love the name Patel. Captain Patel are, are chatting. <laughs> it's so much and they lean in for a little smooch and then, you know, they get interrupted and then they're listening to the message. Mm-hmm. My sin is that I don't know how everybody else kisses. But if I were to kiss somebody, I could actually listen and finish a kiss <laughs> at the same time. Nope. So this whole like, oh no, I can't actually complete this kiss because I've been interrupted and must actively listen for five seconds. You can have a nice little smooch for five seconds and it's kind of fun because they don't know that you're kissing somebody while you're listening. So they could have had this multiple times and I just was like, Mm. oh, you know, like you guys are creating your own problems. It's not professional today. It's not professional. You can't kiss while on open comms. Yeah, sure I can. (laughs) Uh, Aaron, I think it's your turn. 
Uh, I forget everything, but except all the important stuff to move the plot forward. Okay, come that's, on. That's, 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 that's good. Come on. Okay, so I, I think they forget how to read because they're closer to the asteroids. So it becomes more intense. They forget and more and if you and more lose things. the ability to read, like, the language that you know, you lose the ability to comprehend the language. Like, why, why no, does it stop at reading? It's all symbol theory. Different. It's all symbols. Words are just symbols. You lose the ability to have cognitive understanding of the simple things around you and what they are. Like, it's, it, it calls into question Ortega's ability to sit down and go, I know I know this panel. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> no, because at the very they're least, buttons, they're not Fox, language. he should look at that little thingy that he's holding on to and even maybe he doesn't understand the words he would have the memory to know how to touch it and like do shit but instead he's just like i are dumb touch it and do shit yeah not d-o-u-c-h-t oh, oh. Not yeah yes, that's a very it. it's totally different <laughs> that you should not do i was very confused for the, a never do that while the comms are open never <laughs> the, while the, the comms only are memory open. i appear to have is how to douche <laughs> amazing i thought you meant like personality i was I, I was reading like a personality thing <laughs> oh, wow I thought you were making like yeah. a personality comment. No, I'm saying Spock. Why, would they, why would they put this in my personal has, record? He has this Spock whole thing in front of, of him and he knows how to use that right. device. Right. So yeah. he should be able to do the very similar to what Ortegas is doing at the helm, uh, at, you know, driving the ship because he uses this thing all the time. Uh, well, the, the most frustrating part about that specific part of the not remembering like, oh, we can't read this stuff. Is that that was a really smart thing to do that he did like that I thought for sure yeah. when you do something like that you do it for a story purpose where it's like oh this is going to to come back to be interesting in some way but instead they're just like nope mm. that plan didn't work oh well they can't <laughs> read well why'd you introduce it in the first place then we didn't need it like for the story like what's going on yeah nobody people doing nobody remembers to carry them with them at all so <laughs> right. it doesn't really yeah. do it's much. Like, don't know that I fully agree. It is convenient. Yeah, it is very convenient. But I, I still think the reading thing could have happened just because they were closer to the closer to the to the asteroid. Um my my biggest overall sin is at the end, Pike is like now technically they we're not interfering with their natural development because an asteroid hit them, which isn't natural. Of course, unless somebody <laughs> threw it. Even that, I would argue, is still natural. Like this is a natural asteroid that came through this system, altered the course of history, but didn't alter it. It's just part of history. So you're saying the dinosaurs were interfered with and we should rescue the dinosaurs? Like, it just... And then Spock is just like, technically so, you are correct. No, he's <laughs> not! He's technically wrong! And you're just going to move all of... You're going to rearrange an asteroid field. That's, that's not natural. You're moving that shit. You just upset the entire balance of this planet and removed their leader. Their fake leader. Um, yeah. <laughs> I would sin the whole Ortegas thing, which was sort of believable that she was the only one that should stay on and pilot the Enterprise until Una's like, girl, I was doing this before you were even born. Go yeah, ahead so and get on out of here. Why does Ortegas matter take, if Una can just take over? Because Uhura needs to go to see Chapel. And instead of having like a green shirt or Send whatever, a minion. go yeah. and Red and shirt. and take her purple shirt. People, go do your thing. They remove the person that couldn't go on the away mission because she was so needed to operate this very complex system at the helm. So it's like that. But maybe like obviously number one needs to be the captain, so she can't do both jobs. But then in that moment, she is doing both jobs. So. I found that to be convenient and, and, and frustrating because I wanted to see Ortegas mm -hmm. on the planet, although she would have been useless. <laughs> no, correct, yes. <laughs>
Um, kind of bounce. I have one that's kind of bouncing off of that really quickly, and it's when Ortegas is like, um, "Is it up to me to fly the ship out of here?" And the computer just says yes, and the computer should have been like, "Well, yeah, but you and a few other people that are qualified. Here's the other crew members that can also do it. It's not only Ortegas. She's not the only person that can fly them out of here. And if she is, she shouldn't be." Which uh, brings me to my next sin question. Which mm. is for you, Ian. Does Starfleet not have emergency communication protocols on their ships? In other words, this idea that a ship could, something could go wrong with the entire crew, does the ship itself not have some sort of check in it does that it can then send to Starfleet and be like, hey, my entire crew disappeared? Like, how, how bad is. Hey guys. <laughs> Hey, hey, Captain, you are you good? Yeah, no, I've forgotten everything. Cool, I'm just gonna let Starfleet. Yeah, I'm just know. gonna let Starfleet know. Yeah. Like, uh, like, do they not have I that stuff crew, built in? <laughs> I mean, they I, should even have like self like propulsion capabilities to get out of like situations where you know the crew is like planes have like our planes have this. Like, if a pilot goes down, it goes into autopilot and stays up. Yeah, like, I think <laughs> the autopilot was not good enough. Whatever. Sure. The, the ship has an AI, but the AI can't navigate them out of something a human. Sure. Can. That's always been a Star Trek thing. Of mm -hmm. Human reactions will somehow always be human instinct will always be better than than right. an AI piloting the ship. Like, right. But yeah. then, but then, shouldn't at least the ship communicate? Shouldn't it at least send a beacon to somewhere? So. <laughs> yeah, I think it would only. They they should have. Somebody on the ship still should have been like, "We need to send a distress signal. We're fucked. We're in real trouble here." Yeah. Una doesn't know what she is anymore like we should really get out of chapel um, should have done it yeah, when she agreed. realized that there was a like we've seen episodes where all of a sudden people are all being affected or like mm. infected or like there we've seen the crew be taken Defected. over so there yeah. should be some kind of a she sees that this basically this memory wipe is is impending it's coming spock says mm -hmm. yeah it looks like within an hour we're all fucked and Anyone cognizant in that moment should have been like, yeah. we need to send a message to somebody. Absolutely. Or give us the standard, there's too much interference coming from the asteroid field to get a signal out. Yeah, that's um, true, that's true, that's true. They, they should have just slipped that line in, I think. Um, I think the most jarring thing for me was just how on the nose the amulet was. Like, this isn't just mm -hmm. a gift. This is the gift of the wandering traveler. Mm -hmm. and the amulet helps find its lost way home. travelers yeah. find their way home. So on the nose. There's a there is a fine line between getting a theme and then murdering me with the theme <laughs> of a batleth, like just beating me to death with it. A little bit over the top, a little bit eye rolly. Yeah. I want to sin, but I also really enjoyed when Pike storms the castle and they're having their shootout, and then he just picks up mm -hmm. a dish and is like, ping, ping. <laughs> <laughs> My sin for this was, hey, if I ever find myself in the future, make sure I have some silverware to deflect face of the lips. It's like this massive brass dish that's supposed to let, you know, hold like some fucking massive yeah. roast or something, and he's just like, ping, ping. And so- hey, I saw Captain America do this once. So I think like maybe- phasers were set to silverware <laughs> yeah. i don't know something there it was but it was really funny because fun. he had a, it's really fun yeah he had a quirky moment where zach he, he says you know i didn't think you'd come here to fight and he's like well, well I, I am and i just thought that was funny <laughs> i i enjoyed that scene quite a bit but the yeah the, the deflective dish there's something there's the some deflector sin. dish yeah it's the deflector dish <laughs> did you do that on purpose no you what? Bring a portable deflector dish. <laughs> I with didn't him. do it on purpose. It that popped was amazing. out. I'm, uh, 
It's amazing. That's the sin. That's the sin. (laughs) I found it accidentally. Pike has a personal deflector dish that shouldn't work. How many times in my life working with you guys? Just on this podcast. All of them. All of the times. Have I been like, just like, I'm talking about something (laughs) that I'm watching and I'm like, I just don't like this part. And then I'll just talk it out. And you guys will look at me and be like, well, there's the sin. (laughs) This happens so much throughout the team. We'll jump into Slack and just be like, this part of the movie is so annoying and I can't find a way to sin it. We then explain everything. We're just like, well, copy and paste that, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) There's your sin. Sometimes you just need to rant. Mm -hmm. Uh, Go for it, Aaron. Um, I could be wrong. But the Ortegas narration slash captain's lo- slash log was mm-hmm. the most narrate captain's log I've ever heard in my life. Like yeah, it, was, it was a lot, wasn't it? It really, yeah. it, it really just felt like, hi, hi computer. Hi, I'm, hi. I'm Ortegas, and here are the things I need you to know before the episode that starts. Your, hi, like, hi. That was your PBS Kids. Um, I'm, a, I'm a happy pilot. Episode. Today yeah. I get to wear a fuzzy hat. <laughs> I'm Erica Ortegas. I'm Erica Ortegas. I am Erica Ortegas. Well, in, in, a, in a question along with that, are the logs meant as personal remembrances or are they meant as like, do they get sent to somebody? No, they're personal. You're not Both. supposed to. There's regulations. They're... You can't actually open them unless you've put in the request and then it's something like 90 days later you get permission. Okay. <laughs> You're correct. You're referencing an episode. I sure am. Yeah, episode because two watched, they do that. I watched yes. the law episode and paid attention to <laughs> all, right. of, yep. all the did, did different the, things. Did the homework. Uh, so there's both. There's um, So you'll notice this now if you ever go and rewatch Star Trek. They start the uh, log really deliberately. So there will be personal log. There will be first officer's log. There will be chief engineer's log. So they have... They have to do both. They, as part of their job, they have to keep supplemental uh, logs. Supplemental log because this is relating to the previous log, which yes, has Captain's nothing log, to do with vitamins or no. nothing to do with what happens when I have to go once more during the day than I usually do. Not at all. Correct. That is a supplement. Yes, <laughs> it's a suppository, Aaron. Um, <laughs> so yeah, there is different logs. The personal ones are supposed to be locked and sealed. And they're just for you and therefore so posterity and it's for history. Herself. It's for herself. She's so talking you wouldn't, to herself. So you wouldn't tell yourself this stuff you already though. know. No, but this one is... This is <laughs> damn it, Aaron. She starts this log by saying, like, chief flight person's log. Uh-huh. This is her official log, not her personal log. Okay, all right. Cool. No, that was just a secondary damn question it. to the, the original thing. All right, all right, cool. So, so um, I think it's back to you, Ian. Yeah. I uh, just... It's... They went back and forth on this so much. Of course you should have gone back to the shuttle when Laan started with these crippling symptoms and losing six hours. She just lost six hours. And you're just like, yep, no reason to con- no reason to go back. She's medically fit to continue. That was and a clever bit of breath- storytelling too. Because when they said that, you're like, oh shit. Because we also lost six hours. Yeah, that, you know, was, that was we, really clever. Being in her position, yeah, yeah, that was really, really good. I, that made me sit on edge. But then Abenka was just straight away just like, well, Meh. I hope it's not serious. <laughs> Go back. Go, especially considering the history of this planet and away missions going mm-hmm. wrong. You definitely should have gone back. Um, I would send Luke casually giving a dying Laon a glass of water that she can't sit up to sip. <laughs> just let her drown in it. He, she's laying on her back. She's been sliced through her abdomen. So, you know, her sit up a muscles or not sit up a yes. muscling. Uh-huh. 
I'd uh-huh. like to remind you all that I actually am a massage therapist and I know that the names of the muscles of the abdomen. However, I'm just going to, <laughs> for the purposes of not sounding yeah, for <laughs> too us. nerdy, yes. you know, uh-huh. I'm going to call them sit up a muscles. <laughs> Abs would have not sounded too nerdy. That would have been uh-huh. fine. <laughs> oh, okay. 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 <laughs> so she's been Amazing. sliced, which would make sitting up very difficult. And he, he comes over and he's like, here's some water. And she's just laying there holding it. Like, and I just imagine her trying to just give herself water. It would just pour all over her face. Drenched. Like, what a dick. And then, then pour out the, the wound as well. Because yeah, it sliced all the way through. Out. It just leaked out yeah. the wound. Yeah. Speaking Amazing. of lawn bleeding out, I would also send the moment where Pike finishes up his battle. And he's just like casually talking about how he's pretty much just a better person than Zach. While she's mm. bleeding out outside, mm-hmm. he's like, yep. "My friend is dying." Like, "Yep, you better kind of stop <laughs> yeah, taking sorry, a break no, she there." Died. <laughs> sorry, she died when you were deflector dishing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. It's been a minute. I only have one more. Amazing. Cent. I don't have any more. I'm done. I have mm, maybe oh, no. no, 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 maybe oh, like no. two or three. I don't know. Oh God, it depends. Oh, Listen, I'm, I'm not as confident in these sins. Uh, these would definitely get talked about in the combine process. So, uh, but there is this thing that shows do that I think definitely happens here, where somebody is giving exposition to somebody who should have been briefed on this information already. Oh yeah, and this this happens when they're down on the planet and Pike is telling uh, Laon all about the the mission that you know happened before or whatever and he's giving the audience exposition about you know his state of mind and what happened and that kind of stuff but that is stuff they should have been like the three going down to the planet oh, should know yeah, everything uh-huh. about that previous they mission already briefed. yeah yeah so it's just yeah, that, that kind of stuff have always been annoys conversation me. on the shuttle it yeah. should, they should have all been like hey where's my phaser tricorder why where's my gear uh-huh. it shouldn't be when they land they realize yeah you're going in gearless <laughs> right yes exactly uh, my last one is kiss skip which is the very end scene also yeah. that was a really really bland kiss you know i was attracted I, I, i'm attracted I, to pike uh-huh. but that kiss was like awkward to watch it was it, it wasn't was like a great a, it kiss was a, it's a want... dead lip kiss you know like where it's just like yeah. a, oh i could i always wonder this with like cuz acting is acting but I know that Anson Mount is happily married, has a baby. And I wonder if that just, it can't help but come into that of, I don't want to kiss this person even though we're acting. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he was lit. trying to be respectful because she's saying, I'm going to let you show me more and you have 30 minutes to convince me to stay. <laughs> like maybe there was just some pressure yeah, that there. that kiss is a bad start. <laughs> but at the very least, it could be a kiss skip. And that's Kiss-skip? that's kind of my final little fun little sin that we would do just, you know, because mm-hmm. we, we do fun little silly sins like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, we'll stay there for uh, my final sin, which I think might be vehemently disagreed by uh, you two. I'm not sure. Uh, and everyone else. This may just be me. Mm. <clears throat> I'm ready to say it. Do it. Do it. We're here for you. We support oh, no. you. Did Pike need to apologize for anything? Um... What did he do wrong? Like, I get that she was like, you know, had just found out she missed a promotion or whatever. and He could have been more sensitive. Like, I understand that. But he's acting like he like him saying, you know what? I wonder if it's OK. I, I wonder if we should take a step back. Is this like terrible thing he did when it's a great conversation to have? Am it is I a wrong? Good conversation. Like he's starting a really important conversation in the show acts like he made a huge flub by doing that. Like, well, I think there's a difference yeah. in starting the conversation and then hearing the person say, no, I'm good. And then saying, I'm breaking up with you anyway. And I think that's what he's yeah, saying he's sorry I think for. That's what I took away from it is that. Up with you. So what pre- did he say? I'm breaking up with you anyway. 
I thought he asked the question, do you think it do you think we maybe need to take a step back? Okay. And that was the breakup moment where she was like, you know, oh, okay, I and left. There was a bit of discussion and then he double downed on it. I thought and so too. And then she was like, your timing was great. If that's the great. case, then I'll take a lot of this back. But I don't remember that being the case. So I'll have to rewatch it again just to just to kind of see, but for me it was the he was preemptively cutting off this wound instead of giving it time to heal. Correct. He's dealing with his own psychological issues. Yeah. Like, he has his own stuff that he's dealing with there. But for it to not be a conversation they have, in, mm. and for it to be like this, like, huge faux yeah, pas think, he made, like, it was no, weird. It was, right. like he, think... it was like he told her to F off or something. Like, I, I couldn't, like, the way it was being treated in the show was a lot drast more drastic than I remember feeling like yeah. the scene was. No, I think... I, I get where you're coming from, but I I think it, it comes back to him unilaterally making a decision instead of having the conversation. So that could have been a great place to start the conversation. She cut off the conversation, though. She's the one that left. Yeah, but because he's already made his mind up. Also, no, also that's she, what I'm saying. I don't remember in that right. conversation him ever indicating in any way that he had made I his think, mind up. I think the okay. sin here is that when she's like, I've got 10 minutes... This is not the kind of conversation to start when you only have 10 minutes. You know, if he yeah. did anything, he's like, I'm going to take this opportunity to talk about breaking up while you're trying to have dinner after losing your promotion potentially due to me. I'm going to go ahead and do this thing. Like, it, I mean, there's better times for well, things. But I, my impression was that, like, he was bringing up an option and she was like, I don't know that that's a great option. And then he's like, I'm going to do it anyway because this is clearly better for you making an assumption that he was doing something better for someone else and not listening yeah, to what she had to say. Yeah, that would piss me off. Yeah, me but too, I but I just don't remember that, that happening that way. Because I was blanking out on the entire <laughs> first part because <laughs> love, ding, you know? Yeah, like, right, relationship right, right. drama, ding. Amazing. Also, well, also, yeah. where did he call her back from to apologize in person? Like, didn't she have stuff to do? Um, he like, oh, he <laughs> called her back for the, for the prisoner transport. Okay, thank yeah. you. Thank you. That's that's the answer to that question. Yeah. But I mean she does say as well, you didn't you really didn't need, need to call me, back. me yeah. for do, yeah. to do this. Yeah, it didn't have to happen straight away. And he's but, like, yeah. No, I'm sorry, kiss me in this really So kiss me dead loaf way. Close mouth. Like, no just, tongue. Just But they were just these Some people don't like tongue. Dead lips. Yeah. So, like there's no life in there. <laughs> Wasn't a good just, he kiss. Was so, he was were, so, were they like like uh, dead fish lips, like, like dead fish, li yeah. little, little fish like, lips, kind of like, like frozen there. Yeah, yeah. just frozen yeah. dead fish lips. And he was really tense in the shoulders, like he was yeah. stiff, you know, like stiff, yeah. stiff, dead, yeah. frozen fish lip right. kiss. Right. I mean, it's one cool. thing if the fish stick is frozen, like frozen fish sticks is. You know, okay, what? with that, let's <laughs> head into the final quick segment, which is was it in the trailer? The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. You will die without honor. Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> Get off my bridge. Uh, this is the part of the show where we ask, was it in the trailer? Um, and well, what do you think, guys, was in the trailer? Well, there is one moment that I could that I could pass out mm. um, that actually annoyed me. It did annoy me. It annoyed you so much you could the pass trailer. out? Pass. Oh, no, I see. P-A-R-S-E. Parse. Yes. Got it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> parse. Eng Englishman, will you say like parse, please? Well, don't you say arse? Yeah. Okay, well, that's, that's what it is. Parse. Yeah. Arse. But it also sounds like I'm saying pass. <laughs> wow. Water. Yes, Walt. call your friend Walter, please. <laughs> Walter. Um, let's see. I I mean, something about forgetting. It has to be something about forgetting. I would. No, I think that's probably a big ask for the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Hanson Mount says, 
I forget. <laughs> wasn't that? Wasn't that? Um, then I would guess somebody in like the the castle, like something from the castle, like so it's no. like a castle scene or something. So I, think it, I think it's passing that. Wow, because I would have assumed to be like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to get our memories back because he was. Oh, so... that would have been terrible. <laughs> well, but that's, that's, that's the thing that's is that thing. that's the thing yeah. is trailers uh-huh. do that. No, they they right. do the you're terrible right. thing. So what yeah, the fuck do you want from us, Captain? Huh? No, I'm I'm so it was it's the, the okay maybe this just pissed me off. It's the ship spinning with the lasers. It's in the trailer. <laughs> oh, wow. that would have been so uh-huh. cool if I hadn't seen it, but I knew it was yeah. coming. They, they yeah. just they like, knew oh, it's you know great. it's something that's not special, and so they they. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Time to end the wow. show now. Time to end the Get show. Off my okay. Bridge. My goodness. <laughs> well. With that, as uh, most of you may have known, there was no live show this week because people are in different places and it was too logistically tricky to get a live show pulled off. However, we will be back if you'd like to join us for the live recording of this show next week, um, Friday the 14th um, at 12.30 CT-ish on CinemaSins Live Twitch channel and on YouTube.com CinemaSins slash however the YouTube live. Thing okay, wow. Okay, you <laughs> the really, CSPN channel. This there is we why we can't trust you <laughs> with the anything CSPN related to time. YouTube channel. There we go. 1230 CT-ish. There's also a uh, video online on Twitch, uh, an on-demand video of me unboxing all of my lovely Eagle Moss Star Trek ships. Yes, one of them falls down. So head over to Twitch if you want to have a look at that. And until next week, I am your captain, and I'll be off translating some Tellarite Sonics. And it's if this is your moment, then I will help from me. And it's I love the taste of your mother's sauce from me. Oh my god. <laughs> That's gross. I don't want to do this anymore. Oh my god. I love my sex tape. It's the first line of the show. Is that your mother's sauce? Uh, Live long in Podspa. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Well, there's our predictions. Let's head over to Den Forward before this entire thing falls apart. We will see you over there, three to beam out. Ian, we're so bad. I don't know I what you want us to do. I what do you want us to do? When yesterday I talked to Danae and I said, "Are you sure you can fake it?" No, Are you I sure? can't. And she said, "We're professionals. Do, yes, we can." I will can. do another take. I was just playing off of what Aaron did. We I, can listen, do if you had asked me, further. I would have been like, uh, "No, <laughs> like, what is? What are we doing? <laughs> like, we've seen the episode." What do you mean? You can pretend. You can pretend. Well, don't ask me a specific question to predict something from an episode (laughs) I've seen. (laughs) We do this every week. You should be like super, super on the nose about it. That's what I was hoping is that you would go even more specific. I feel like I'm going to see somebody open their palm and there's going to be like a broken red (laughs) thing. And I'm also seeing some arm tattoos. <laughs> like, like yeah. do something super I think the stupid. Enterprise is going to spin while its phasers are firing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm your Captain Ian Whittington, and with me as always, she's not allowed to... Damn it. What are you about to say? <laughs> I'll tell you how I fucked it up. I almost said she's not allowed to fish the verb <laughs> in, her li- in her ready room, which is also true. I wish I burped like that for real. Hold on. Uh, Why 
did it! <laughs> Actually, I just timed it that way. The mic's not flexible enough for other bodily sounds, so... But uh, we are flexible but enough. But we are flexible enough. And that's all that matters. Ian! Hello. I didn't know you were here yet. Did you... Oh, I've been here the whole time. Did you hear us talking about being flexible enough to potentially fart into the <laughs> into the microphone? Yeah, I did. Great. It was beautiful. Perfect. I didn't want to add anything. <laughs> I don't think anyone should. Audio God Aaron. That's how I'm going to distinguish who's who. There's three Aarons here. Uh, audio God, um, is there a... <laughs> is there an, uh, a Wi-Fi here? Cinema Sins, Aaron. Is it offensive that you are not audio god, Aaron? <laughs> Considering your entire career? <laughs> Guest! Jesus, that was loud. Hey, hey, that's I'm I'm sorry. I can try not to be so loud. Just give me some warning, I guess. Before I speak at all? Yeah. Warning, I'm about to speak. No, Hi. But you've, you're already speaking. <laughs> Fuck you. Aaron, if you could warn me whenever Danae's about to speak. I'll give it my best shot. What I do need to hear about, Danae, is part trois of um, your fish journey. <laughs> is it? Is it still in the fridge? No. Slash freezer? It's in the freezer. The dead it's fish in, is still in good. my freezer. It's still in yeah. the freezer. No yeah. progression. And to be clear, we're not talking about purchased from the store uh, fish. No, this is a goldfish that was once living. in the freezer yeah. to eat. Yeah. Okay, so. This is a pet that is now in the freezer. <laughs> it's an ex-pet. <laughs> it has ceased to be. I put a lot of thought into, like, how my six-year-old was going to process the death of the fish. So you just put the whole topic on ice for a while. Exactly. So, so you know, Iris, I, I told her that the fish wasn't... That the fish is in cryosleep. The... Yes, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> we cracked it, people. We did it. In Danae's kitchen. I had the paralyzing decision of what to do with the carcass, uh... And I'm not good with decision making in certain points of my life. This is one mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. And you weren't in the mood for sushi that night. No. Also, it would just be terrible sushi, right? Like, there's Maybe just not much portion. going on in a goldfish. You don't know that. Until they're 15 years old and a foot long, which this one never got to. That would have been great. That's what you've really been robbed of oh, is a good, I'm great the, dinner. I'm the magical pet fish lady, and I know that this fish can magically live until 30 years old, and it's going to be massive and eat a 20-gallon gallon water tank. No, no, this fish went 12 days. Give me my money back. <laughs> I was so mad and also just sad because, I, I mean, yeah. toxic water, you know, is important to consider. So then the fish stayed on the... Uh, counter in this very special container for 24 hours and the next time that i saw it i realized it was beginning to shed that's the best way to describe oh, it right no shedding like, you know like shed its scales deteriorate slowly in the environment and that's when i decided to put it in the freezer oh, no. because i still haven't uh -huh. decided what to do with the fish so i still don't know what to do with the fish so it's like we have frozen pizza, we've got some pizza rolls, we've got some tater tots, and then we've got koi blubber fish, the fish that Iris and I murdered slowly. Neglected for 12 to days. death. He was he was neglected in the chemical department. He was well cared for yeah. in the decorations and the food department. 
It also could have had to do with the fact that he somehow got stuck on the exterior part of the tank because of that stupid exterior waterfall feature that was oh on the goodness, tank. Too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have a really upsetting picture of him on his side about to flip over outside of the tank to the exterior part and slide down the exterior waterfall into the little tank on the outside. And I happened to I catch him like, like right on the border. Nate. Yeah. Yeah. And and I, I, I took a picture of him because I was like, this is it, man. And it was as close as we'd ever come because he's right on the surface <laughs> on his side. And he's got like one eyeball out of the water and he's kind of like his mouth oh. is moving and his little fins move. I'm like, dude, this is not looking good for you. I'm going to help you out by pushing you back down into the water. And then he just kind of was like, you know what? I think I'm out. And then he just sunk down to the bottom, which I thought was like, oh, good. You're going to swim again. But really, it was just his his death yeah. dive. Danae is that friend that is videoing the fail videos. People like fall down, but the person taking the video captures every single second of laughs. That was you, Takoi Blubberfish. Yeah. Well, like, take your last breath, man. I'm going to get this for TikTok purposes. I'm not even on TikTok. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for asking about the continued trauma. When I get back home, I'm going to open up the freezer. I'm going to see it there. I'm going to ignore its existence entirely. (laughs) What do you mean, I hope? (laughs) I don't know. Hey, Dad, I'm just going to get a snack. Oh, my God. I just realized I have somebody watching my house, and I didn't tell her that the dead fish is yep. in the freezer. Like, should I tell rolls, her that? Yes, 100%. If she's that... going to eat in your house, yes. Mm-hmm. I told her, eat anything you want. Surely she would look, open that and, and say, this isn't some delicacy. She would just be like, my friend's fucked up. <laughs> Next time we talk, I'm hoping it's actually buried. That's my goal. Yeah, and that'd be part four. That would be, yeah. <laughs> good, but you are going to bury. Wrap this up. You're not going to flush. Uh, well, now it's a big chunk of ice. <laughs> now you've got to defrost it. <laughs> I have to defrost it before I <laughs> Oh, no. I... <laughs> I'm so messed up. <laughs> you just got to bury this ice block. Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> Talked about having a mem- <laughs> memorial garden, Iris and I. Uh-huh. And she's like, well, we have this rock garden. We'll put it by the tree. And then I had to be like, well, I can't bury it in rocks. You know, I have to like go under the rock. Tear open the, I'm sure there's plastic before the getting, yeah. yeah, so open the Stop plastic, the coming up. dig down into the dirt, bury the fish. And I was trying to kind of condense that thought for the six-year-old brain. And she's like, mom, I'm going to stop you because I just had a thought. <laughs> I love how she talks. And then yeah. I was like, okay, what is it? She said, maybe burying isn't a good idea because koi blubber fish is going to smell and animals are going to smell him, and we're going to wake up one day, and he's just going to be out. Yeah. <laughs> and a, that's cat, a good point. cat's going to eat him. This is when I should have said, let's flush him. Yeah. But I didn't say that. What I love is that uh, maybe a thousand years from now, some archaeologists dig up this fish and say, well, there's signs that it was frozen, defrosted, frozen again, and we have no idea why. <laughs> But we assume that they worshipped this fish. I think about this way more than I should, which is everything I throw away is something for the archaeologists to find later. Uh-huh. So everything, everything is, is like a, a clue piece. as to my life. Yeah, and I'm huh? just kind of, yeah. like, not that there's a part of the dump that's just like the Denae area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is. <laughs> oh, great. Well, the fish is going to be in there. Because that's yeah. my other option is just to chuck and it in the garbage. And a lot of unflushable wipes. In this very specific section of Missouri, there was a freeze-over that carried a fish into a non-watered place. 
<laughs> like this fish is exactly. unlocks some sort of important uh-huh. understanding yeah. of yeah. human life in the future. We believe <laughs> that this was an unknown as of till now third ice age. <laughs> Could it have been kept as a pet? This is extremely no. unlikely, considering Very the unlikely. cost. Considering the cost involved in maintaining <laughs> this fish, nobody would have done that. It must be an ice age. I have two concerns. One, my ability to just decide to bury a fish. Two, technically the water is still in the tank. And now I'm like, is it just a bacteria zone now? And You haven't emptied the tank? Don't judge me! <laughs> you have standing water. Is the filter still on? I have a life. I have a very busy life. The fish died. She's going to come home to a bog. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to be like mosquitoes flying around her room. That fish will be the least of your problems when you get home. I have a lot that I need to address, but I'm very, very busy. So just the the dead water and whatever was happening is just still there. And it's just... This is how the zombie apocalypse starts. You're welcome, everyone. This has been in my bag for a long time. Oh, it's a little cappuccino mini. Yeah. It says nice. specifically chilled coffee drink. Oh, nice. But, it's not chilled. But well, it's been in my bag for like a week. That's from Sin Week? Nope. Nope. Okay, not good. that long ago. Just, just checking. I kind of forgot it was in there. I was thinking, well, my back seems a little heavier than normal, also a little more sloshy than normal, but like I forgot that I put this in here. I just took it out. I'm thinking like I kind of want to try it, but then I Do wonder it. how many times it's been heated and cooled and heated and cooled. Right. My name is Danae Hughes. I put my fish in the freezer and my cold drinks in my bag. (laughs) (laughs) 